Hi, and welcome to the Savvy Social Hour podcast. This show is for female biz babes looking to up-level their business and become rockstar entrepreneurs in no time. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited to chat with you about today's episode. Let's get right into it. Hey, Savvies. Welcome back to another episode of the Savvy Social Hour podcast. I'm here today with Andrea Jones. Working with hundreds of small businesses, startups, and podcasts since 2004, Andrea is a social media strategist and seasoned content marketer. As a brand ambassador for Social Report, she was named one of the top 33 digital marketers to follow in 2019. She's the host of the Savvy Social Podcast, a weekly show for budding entrepreneurs, as well as the founder of the Savvy Social School, a membership community focus on achieving visibility, growth, and engagement on social media. I'm so excited to have Andrea here to chat all about building a simple social media sales funnel. So let's dive right in. Hi, Andrea. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're here and I cannot wait to chat all about how to build a social media sales funnel with you. So before we dive into the episode, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and just how you got started doing it all. Yeah, thanks. I'm really excited to be here. Um, so I started my business in 2014. And uh, previous to that, I was in a corporate role working in actually a spa. Um, I was the manager of a spa at a hotel chain. Um, and uh, I we had this leadership meeting and they were like, what do you want to do in the future? And this is like 2012, probably. And, they were, and I was said, I want to work in social media. They're like, that's not a job. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when I met my husband, he's Canadian. And I lived in Atlanta at the time when I had uh, the chance to move to Canada. I took that opportunity to start my own business. I could have, you know, been on the job hunt and found another job, but I was lucky enough to have the time to um, start my business then. So that's what happened. I did a lot of things at first, uh, but I landed on social media again because I love it. And um, from a business perspective, it's a really great repeatable business. A lot of business owners need social media ongoing. And so I was able to create that steady flow of income and do something that I like by having that repeatable billing um, using social media marketing. Totally. Yeah. I feel the same way. Um, I, I actually did social media in my full-time job, but it was for a company. It was for a mall and the mall was like, an older mall, so they didn't have any cool stores, so I wasn't really into it, and that wasn't, like, the only reason, but eventually I realized, like, that was my first full-time job and my only full-time job, and I was just like, mm, I don't think this is for me, so after my husband and I got married, we decided, I decided, like, all right, I have your insurance now, like, there's nothing else that's holding me back, because I don't want to pay outrageous amounts for um, self-employed insurance, so, you know, let's do this, and that's, that's how I came to be, too, so it's just, it's funny, um, sometimes we just need that, you know, we need to take the chance because otherwise, when are we gonna do it? We'll, like, we'll be 30 years down the road and like, hmm, why didn't I do that thing I wanted to do? Because I was scared, like, you know. So it's, I feel like being an entrepreneur, you have to take that leap of faith and, you know, hope that everything works out. Otherwise, you're just never gonna actually do what you wanna do. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I always like to, to to make that clear because some people don't have those opportunities that pop up. Um, you know, sometimes we have to have side hustles while we're trying to, you know, build our own thing or whatever it may be. Um, so I was, 
you know, kind of lucky in that sense that I had that opportunity. And also just, you know, being realistic. I mean, my life circumstances were different, you know, that it kind of would, it made it a really great situation. We didn't have kids. We just got married. We were young. You know what I mean? So like all of those things work really well for trying something new. Um, so yeah, I always like to say that part of the story as well, just to, you know, keep it 100. Totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like you said, not everyone has the opportunity to do that. Um, I mean, we didn't have kids either. We had just gotten married. So it was just like a perfect time because I knew in the future, I wanted to be able to be home when I did have kids because my mom was a teacher and she was home with me all summer. And I love that. And she also got off work around like four versus like, you know, normal corporate employees get off at like five, five thirty, sometimes later, depending on like how crazy the day is. So I knew I, I wanted a more flexible schedule, kind of like my mom had for me when I was younger. So, and I realized like, hmm, don't really want to do like be a teacher. Like that sounds great and all, but you know, I feel like teachers are very undervalued um, for what they do. So it's just like, I, I'm going to start my own business. Like that'll give me even more flexibility because if there's a day when I do have to take off, currently it would be like to take my dog to the vet or something, or like, you know, when I do have children for, you know, whatever they need, I can do that. And you can't really do that as much when you're in the corporate world or just a traditional job in general. Right. Exactly. Yep. So let's just dive right in and start with the basics. So what is a social media sales funnel and why is it important? Yeah, I think this is a great place to start because as business owners or as creative people, sometimes we, we put so much um, emphasis and effort and, and, and energy into the things that we create that when we put it out there, sometimes the expectation is somebody's going to see it and fall in love and give us money instantly, which isn't always how it happens, unfortunately. Um, so a sales funnel in like the most basic sense is helping someone to understand how you work with them, how you help their lives. How can, you know, them giving you money change something about what they're doing? Um, so that's like the most basic idea of a sales funnel is getting them from point A to point C and D and E. Um, and so it, it does take time um, to do that. And there are steps to do that. Um, but it's really important to have that because um, otherwise we, we really kind of, um, courting people very aggressively. And I, I like to use the analogy of dating. So it's like, you know, being in a Starbucks and someone walking up to you and going, hey, you want to jump into bed with me? Like, it's real aggressive. Like it may work for some random people, but most of us are like, mm, how about a date first or some drinks or something, you know? Uh, so sales funnel is very similar to that. It's like, okay, let's date our potential clients and customers a little bit. Let's let them get to know us before we, you know, ask for something big. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that's a really good analogy because, you know, people need to be nurtured, um, whether you're, like you said, dating or, you know, in a business relationship. So they're not, most of the time, they aren't just going to like, just randomly buy from you. They need something. So whether that's like some sort of like freebie or some kind of content that they can opt in to receive from you. Um, and then eventually you can lead them to that purchase. And you know, at that point they either like you enough and feel like comfortable with you enough to actually initiate into that purchase, or they're still needing to be nurtured a little more, or, you know, they realized, okay, cool. This is, this person's not for me. I'm going to unsubscribe or whatever. So. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so that, that nurturing stage that you're talking about is the second step in the funnel. So my first step for social media funnel is getting people aware that you're even here. It's like, if we're using dating, it's like setting up your dating profile, you know, joining Tinder, whatever it is. Like it's letting people know that you're out and you're ready to, you know, mix and mingle. And so by doing that, you're putting that signal out there and you're letting people know that you're aware. And then the second step is what you're talking about, which is that nurturing phase, the dating phase, letting them know what value that you bring to the table and how that value helps them in their lives. Yeah, completely. I I love that. And then we can definitely dive into the other steps in a minute, but I kind of wanted to ask first, what kind of tools do we need to set up this funnel? Like when we're first getting started? Yeah. Um, So you can absolutely use just the native tools on um, social media platforms. And I do recommend just picking one platform. Um, So we're going to use Instagram as an example for today's conversation. So if you're on Instagram, um, you can definitely just use that platform. And that link in your bio, if you're just starting out, is a very important tool to have your next step in. So it depends on what you do. Um, If you sell products, then you may want to have a link to your shop um, or use something like Linktree to link to multiple aspects of your shop. So different products. Um, If you sell services, then you may want to have someone book a call with you or sign up for a consultation or something like that. Maybe even sign up to get a quote. Um, If you sell digital products, then it may be a lead magnet. So whatever that next step is, it's really important to have that in your Instagram bio, um, just so that people know what to do next. Um, And then have a way to communicate with them afterwards. So um, as far as tools go, if you're using like a lead magnet um, and you need an email software, I really like MailChimp for beginners. It's really easy. Um, if you are like a blogger or influencer, ConvertKit works really well as well. Um, so, you know, just using Instagram, using something like Linktree to have that link and then using an email or system to like continue that conversation with those people. Totally. Yeah. I think those are really important. And I love that you can just use like Instagram or you can even create a page on your website. If you're a little more tech savvy that has like buttons that links to different things. That's what I do. Um, just cause I didn't want to pay for Linktree to be able to update the branding to match mine. So I just like, I have, a. I use Elementor, I think is what it's oh, called. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So I have all the buttons on my website, like on a page called like confettisocial.com slash Instagram. And that's where like people can listen to the podcast or read the blog or look at my services and all that good stuff. So I think it's um, helpful to have that too, if you want it like branded and you don't want to pay for LinkedIn. So just the tip there. Um, Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally love that one because I think it's a good, like starting off with something free is great, but then at some point you want to have it customized and edited, editable to to fit what you do. Um, and so I use Elementor as well. And I actually just um, created like a template for this and put it in my uh, membership site so members can have access to it as well. Um, but it's really easy to just create your own with Elementor. I mean, they, they really do make it easy. Seriously, literally you can just grab buttons, change the colors and link them and it's so easy. Like literally that's all I did was like just pull buttons from the editor and put them on there, change the colors, and then we were good to go. So super easy. You don't need to be a um, tech or design genius to make it work. 
<laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, and I love it. I also love that you mentioned Instagram for funnels because I, I primarily focus on Pinterest. So that's like where I do my sales funnels, but they're pretty similar. Like there's not too many differences other than where they're coming from. So the Instagram people will be coming from Instagram, the Pinterest people would be coming from Pinterest and then it would be like the same end result, but it's just a different way. And for me, I actually haven't found like too many clients from Instagram. I get a lot of my clients from Pinterest. So it's, it's interesting to hear like the different ways that you can do it. And then, you know, depending on your audience, where they're going to actually book you from. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I'm glad you brought that up because this type of funnel can be used for all sorts of different in, um, social media accounts like Facebook or Twitter or Pinterest. Um, and I think it's just where you spend your time, that's where you're going to attract those people. Um, and it's, it's um, a little bit different on the different platforms. So a platform like Pinterest, people are actively looking for solutions to their problem. And so being on Pinterest is a great place to, to be that solution to the problem. Whereas something like Instagram is a lot more casual and it's, um, you really have to build a relationship with someone as part of what you do on that platform so that when you do ask for something, um, it's a lot more, um, the ask is softer, you know, so that person can really see the value that you've been bringing to the table. And then when you ask for something, it's like a natural next step. Um, so I, I do like using both of those tool, tools for different reasons, but the kind of funnel is very similar in the sense that you've got to build the relationship with them. Then you ask for something, then you nurture them and then they buy something. Totally. And like to this day, it's so funny. I still like whenever people buy a product and they literally all they did was opt in for a freebie and then I had a tripwire and I'm like most of them I'm pretty sure come from Pinterest. I don't really have the tracking set up too well because I feel like that would be a little complicated. Um, but I'm pretty sure that's where they come from. But like they literally buy from the tripwire and like they're just first getting on my list. It still amazes me because I'm like, I don't even know if you even opened open my freebie yet. Like it's getting delivered to your inbox and then this tripwire page comes before you probably even check your inbox. So it makes you feel good because you're like, well, like if they did come from Pinterest, how many posts of mine did they see? Did they need any post? Was this tripwire just such a good offer that they couldn't resist even though they barely know me? Like it's just interesting and it's something I want to dive into deeper and see um, and be able to track the analytics so that I know like what this person's journey was, but it, like most of them, that's their first time coming on my list when they buy that first product. So I'm like, wow, where did you find me? And I, and I can imagine it's probably not that easy to track because you can't really tell like, oh yeah, this person clicked through these three pins before they inject clicking through this other pin and purchasing. But you know, it's interesting to kind of see, like, it's always like, wow, cool. This person like found value enough to, purchase from me before they even got on my email list. Yeah. 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 And that's actually a really important um, part of the funnel too. Like if you have a tripwire, it's still, you know, it's usually like a low cost offer, right? Like how much is your tripwire? Um, right now it's 15. Yeah. So that's a very easy thing to say yes to versus, you know, a thousand dollar product or something like that. When someone sees that they go, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll take a chance on this. Um, and so I think that it's, that's a really great relationship building piece that's still, you know, it's, it's low cost. It's not free, but still costs them something. Um, but they're getting immense value from it and they're getting to know you all in the process and you made money from it. So it's like a win, win, win. 
Yeah, it, it's always it's always good. I always like get excited when I check my account. I'm like, because I have like a segment in kit that's like all customers. And when I see that number like one higher, I'm like, ooh, cool. What did they buy? And like, who was it? And I always go and check like if they were already on my list or, you know, if they just had opted in. And most of the time it's people who just got added to my list because they opted into one freebie and then purchased from that tripwire page. So it's just, it's really cool to kind of track their journey. And I'd love to kind of start making a spreadsheet and tracking it further. And especially with like, you know, sales promos and seeing where people are actually purchasing and like what email caused them to hit buy and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So I know we kind of talked about steps one and two of the funnel already, but I, I think we could go back and backtrack and just kind of talk about all the steps to the funnel, starting from number one again, just to kind of get a clear path of how that works. Yeah, for sure. And I like that you said the word path too, because I actually like the word pathway versus funnel. Um, so it's really, like you said, a, a journey, a customer journey, like what, where are they in this journey? Um, but that first step is to spark some initial attraction. And you do this on any social media platform by providing value. So your example with Pinterest was having a pin that was so interesting to them that they clicked through to it and they signed up for something. So that initial attraction on Pinterest may be the design of your pin. It may be the keywords that you were using. If you're using a platform like Instagram, it may be, you know, um, an Instagram story that you shared or a particular hashtag that you use. Um, so it's really that very first introduction into your space, that first initial attraction is very important. Um, it's kind of like, you know, making sure you're dressed nicely for your date and that you've got, you know, some really nice perfume on or something like that. The second step is building trust. And in the trust building stage, this is where a lot of people tend to land and hang out. And you won't get everyone in this stage. So while you have a lot of people who may see that initial attraction, only um, a portion of those people will move on to step two into the building and the trust stage. So on social media, this could look like um, following you, commenting on your posts, maybe signing up for a Facebook group. Um, on something like uh, Pinterest, it can look like signing up for your list, purchasing your tripwire, anything like that. But it's really that conversational stage. It's getting them to build trust with you. Um, this is really the time that you use to convince people that you're worth their time and money because we don't give away our time. We don't give away our money for nothing. Um, another example of this, like outside of social media is something like Amazon reviews. So that's a, a, a trust building area where people can go and read reviews and decide if they want to buy something. And so it's the same way um, with social media. People want to look at your social media accounts, see what your message is all about. They want to get some emails from you to see what you what your values are. Those kinds of things help them make the decision to move on to step three, which is becoming a buyer or whatever it is. Let, let's say it's you're trying to get a podcast listener. It's getting someone listening to the podcast. Um, if you're a blogger, it's getting website visits. So whatever that goal is, that step three, that's the goal of getting someone into your world in an even more committed way. So not everyone from step two moves on to step three. Um, some people do, and those people could potentially also move on to the final step, which is becoming an advocate. And a lot of people like stop at step number three, but there is a fourth step. 
And these, these people, not everyone who's a buyer will become an advocate, but your advocates will help funnel more people into your funnel. These are the people who shout from the rooftops how awesome you are. Because while we can talk about how awesome we are all the time, it's so much more powerful to have someone else say, hey, that person was really cool. I liked their podcast. I liked their products. I liked their services. I took their course and I loved it. Those are the, that's your end goal for the funnel is to get advocates. So you have to have every step of the funnel leading towards getting an advocate, not just making money, but have your money working for you, essentially having people who will tell their friends and family how amazing you are. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. And I I love that you mentioned step four, because you're right. So many people do forget to say like, okay, once they're a buyer, like they just leave it at that. But I think our goal is not only to get people to purchase or work with us in terms of services or listen to the podcast, but our goal is to get more out of that one person, like the most bang for your buck that you can get out of that one person. So make them fall in love with you and your business so that you don't even have to do the work anymore. Like whenever I first started, obviously I was the only one saying, oh yeah, like I'm really good at Pinterest or I'm really good at Instagram or whatever that would be. And now I have people coming in via referrals because other people really enjoyed what I did for them. So they're telling their friends about it. And that's so much more powerful because I feel like, you know, when people post in those Facebook groups, you know, those big long posts and 50 people try to apply to be someone's social media manager. But if someone referred them another social media manager, like one of their friends was like, Hey, I actually worked with XYZ person. They were amazing they're more likely to go with that person that was referred to them than the person, um, one of the 50 people on that Facebook post that they posted looking for a social media manager. So I think the power of people sharing your message for you is more like so much more powerful than what you can do for yourself a lot of the time because people trust other people who have experienced it, but you know, they, not that they don't trust you, but it's more powerful coming from someone else because you are obviously going to say that you're great to get clients no matter if you are or not. So having other people kind of express that you are great and knowing that they've either worked with you one-on-one or they bought your product, it helps kind of get more people behind you and more purchases in the funnel. So Yeah. Yeah. And it's worth so much more than that one sale. And um, sometimes some people skip that third step. So they go from the relationship building stage to being an advocate without ever having bought anything from you because you did such a good job with the free content as well. So that's totally possible as well to have advocates who are out there telling people how much they like you without having ever bought from you before. So those are, those are also really great people to kind of have on your team. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I've seen some people that um, they talk about like all these different, like there's a girl that I know she talks about design and like a lot of people are like, Oh, I haven't even bought your course, but your free value is so amazing that, you know, I know your course is going to be great. And then they end up like promoting this girl and it's, you know, you want people to get bandwagon and rally behind you because that's going to be so much more powerful than you just going, I'm awesome. Please hire me. I'm awesome. Please buy a product. So that kind of thing for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when it comes to a social media sales funnel, obviously this is going to vary, but what kind of results can we kind of expect from that? Um, You know, how long will it take to get some 
people in the funnel. Um, you know, obviously, like I said, it's going to be different for everyone, but just kind of like starting from start to like 60 days and what kind of things can we expect from that? Yeah, that's a good question. So what I suggest is really spending maybe uh, the first two weeks really getting steps two, three, and four of your funnel automated. Mm -hmm. Because once those are automated, then you can really put all of your attention onto step one. So you want to make sure that you have, you know, a lead magnet. You want to make sure that you have your landing page set up, like we talked about with Elementor or with Linktree. You want to make sure that you've got some nurture emails set up. Um, that when people buy, they're very supported or when they listen, they're very supported or whatever it is. You want to make sure that all of those things are as automated as possible. And then um, I suggest spending about three hours a week on step one. So that is creating awesome content for social media and then spending time every single day finding new people to, you know, connect with. Um, and typically, if you start doing this and, you know, I, like you said, results will vary, but I've seen people who right out of the gate, actually, we just did this on LinkedIn with one of our students. Um, she's, she just messaged um, five people and two of them booked a call with her for her services. Um, so it's, you know, it's getting out there. You could, it could start instantly as soon as you start doing it. Um, it really depends on how, like attractive the messages and you want to make sure you're connecting with the right people, it can happen instantly. Um, sometimes it takes some time though. Some people still trying to figure out their message or trying to, you know, you're still trying to figure out who you're talking to, if you're connecting with the right people, or even if you're brand new, it can take some time. Um, but stick with it because it's one of those things that just builds momentum. Um, you know, we've been in business for a while. You know, I've been in business for five years and the first year was so hard. It was very hard. But after that, I could relax a little bit because people are coming in from referrals now, which is why the advocate stage is so important. Um, so yes, it, it can, you know, be a long road, but if you're in it, if you're serious, if you're in it to win it, then it's so rewarding. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I know since Instagram is one of your, like your, what we've been talking about for the most part and one of your big offerings and things that you help people with a lot. Do you really recommend getting like a, like you said, the person emailed or reached out to someone on LinkedIn? So do you recommend like getting in people's DMs on Instagram? Like, do you think that's a good method? I've heard, of, I've been doing that more myself and experimenting with it and it's been working pretty well, but I'm like, I get nervous because I, it's hard to like reach out to people and knowing that obviously you want to get to know them, but there's still another like motive behind it even though you're like yes I do like your stuff and I want to get to know you but obviously like there's a deeper motive behind it too like I do want to like potentially convert them into a customer whether that's like a one-on-one -on -one client or a like a product purchase like how do you do that without feeling awkward about it or like how do you just kind of like reach out to people yeah yeah how do you reach out to people without feeling weird about it like especially with on Instagram DMs Mm -hmm. Yeah. So here's my suggestion for Instagram DMs. 
respond to one of their Instagram stories. That's the easiest way to like slip into the DMs because they're putting themselves out there. And if you start a conversation in response to something they've already said, that's the easiest way to get going. And then it doesn't feel as cold or weird or like random. Um, and so that that's just a really easy way to get started. Um, another tip for Instagram DMs that's working really well right now, it takes a lot more time, but it's so much more personal is to use either like the video or audio feature. So you're sending them like an audio message or a video message. It goes so much farther than just like typing out a message. It's first of all, it's very personalized. So they're seeing your face or they're hearing your voice. Um, and then second of all, it, you can't be confused with like some of these spam robots that are going around right now because you're, <laughs> yeah, like we don't want to be confused with them. Um, so it's, it's so personal that I find it's a really great way to connect with people. Um, I've been doing that lately, just asking people like, Hey, can I be on your podcast or, um, be in your summit or whatever it may be. And so it's just really great for collaborating, um, and then for potential clients as well. So, um, even after a potential client call, I may send them a voice message that says, you know, Hey, it was great chatting with you. I'm really excited about whatever. Um, and so it's really great way to just uh, be in a conversation. And a good rule of thumb is if you wouldn't say it to a random person in real life, don't say it to a random person on Instagram. Yeah, no, that's a great tip. And I think that makes it like with the stories too, that makes it, you feel much better about it. Cause you're not just like, Hey, want to check out my services? Like you're actually like engaging in a regular conversation. And then if it leads to a like a sale or a purchase down the line, then great. If it doesn't, then at least that person kind of knows what you have to offer because most likely they looked at your profile whenever you reached out to them. So they can keep you in like the back of their mind for if they ever do need X, Y, Z that you offer. So I think that's really, really important. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's a really good tip. Um, so what, let's just dive into the last question before we dive into the three questions I ask everyone. So what is your number one tip for setting up a successful social media sales funnel? Yeah, so it's really, really important to know who you're talking to for your funnel because it, you're not talking to everybody. Um, there's a very specific type of person who will say yes to you. And once you figure that out, then it's a lot easier than your, than your funnel can actually work and you can see if it's working or not. Um, if you don't have that piece kind of sorted out, then it can be very challenging in an uphill battle. So niche down, like really niche down and figure out who you're talking to. Like for, for you, for example, you work with Pinterest specifically, that's very niche. And so when people need help with Pinterest, they come to you because they know what you're all about. Whereas if you just said, I help people with marketing in general, then it can be a little bit um, too broad for instance. Um, so really make sure that you're speaking to the right person um, and then you can have a funnel that works for you. Totally. Yeah, I agree with that. And a lot of people start so broad and then they really wonder why they're not getting any results. And it's just like niche down. Like you don't have to work with like, you don't have to do Pinterest management for life coaches. Like you don't have to be that specific. You can still just do Pinterest management and like for female entrepreneurs or whatever. You don't have to be like that specific that you're like, just feel like you're tied to this one group of people. But I would say just definitely niching down to at least like doing one or two social media channels if that is what you're doing, just because I feel like that 
makes it easier to find your people. And then you're going to have more people who resonate with you because you are more niche down. And I actually have a second branch of my business called Savvy Social Media Managers. And that is just me helping social media managers become um, more productive and profitable. So I'm helping current and aspiring social media managers. So that is so specific. And I actually just set up an Instagram for that about a week or so ago. And I already have like 130 something followers. And it's pretty crazy, like how quickly that is able to grow versus like, you know, my general account. So I, it's just interesting. Like, you know, they, I've heard that the riches are in the niches or whatever. And I didn't really like resonate with that until like about a year ago. And I was like, wow, like when you do niche down, it really helps. Yeah. Yeah. I, I recently did that myself in July for podcasters. So I started working with a lot more podcasters, um, in the, in the sense of working with their social media. And it's so amazing to me how much easier it is because before that I was just, you know, regular social media and I would say for lifestyle or creative businesses. So I had so many different types of clients mm -hmm. and now it's so specific that it's, it's easier to for people to say yes, essentially. Yeah. So my funnels work a lot easier because it, I made it so easy for people to say yes. Because it's like, are you a podcaster looking for social media help? Yes, then I can help you. Yeah, exactly. And it, it helps you too because you're not trying to create like different strategies for different businesses because obviously those are going to be different. Of course, you're going to have different different content and stuff, but the overall strategy will be somewhat similar because they are all in the same kind of realm, mm -hmm. yeah, but exactly. just takes you time <laughs> too. But yeah, so now let's dive into the three questions that I ask everyone who comes on the show. So what does it mean for you to be an entrepreneur and what is your favorite part about it? Yeah, so for me, being an entrepreneur is being able to decide what projects I want to work on and put all of my energy into them and be proud of the, the work that I'm doing. I'm not having someone else tell me to work on something. I get to decide. And I think that's really important for um, producing a really great product is when you can um, really be excited about that specific product um, and then have the ability to, of course, make a living out of that. Like, can't ignore the, the money part, but um, the excitement part comes first and then I have to be able to make a living out of it. There are some things I'm excited about that don't ever make money and they're just hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I completely agree with that. And I feel like, you know, if you ever want to make a pivot in your business or something, you can totally do that. Like, you're like, oh, cool. I don't like, I actually don't feel like doing this service anymore or I don't want to sell this product anymore you don't have to like and that's so nice to be able to have the option to do that because in a corporate job like that's not really possible you can't just be like yeah uh, actually boss I don't feel like doing this so I'm not gonna do it yeah you'd probably get fired so um, it's definitely nice to have the option to kind of pick and choose what you want to do and what you don't mm -hmm. yeah for sure um, and then what is your favorite tool that you use in your business? Just the tool that you use every single day and just could not live without. Right now it's social report. Um, so internally we use social report for all of our clients and it's literally the first time where we have everything in one tool. I was using three different things before. Um, and so when I found them, I was like, okay, this is it. Like we can breathe easy now. Um, and we can add clients in there. They can look at all the social media posts. It has analytics. It has reporting. Um, it posts to every platform. 
Um, and they just added the video option for Instagram. So now you can post videos to Instagram as well. Um, so it's a great, just like all in one tool. And especially since you, you said you're working a lot with social media managers, if you're a social media manager, this is the tool to use. I actually have heard of that, but I haven't checked it out. Um, but I will definitely have to do that because it sounds really good. Um, and since I don't do like regular traditional social media management anymore, I mostly do Pinterest, but I am kind of turning my business into an agency. <laughs> so I will need to have that um, again. So I'll definitely have to check that out because before when I was doing like all the different things I was doing with Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter, it was just like, I felt like I was like, I had 20 different tools going because none of them were like comprehensive enough to um, be suitable just to use one, you know? So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And the thing that I like about it, specifically for social media managers, is the reporting. So, I don't, I was making manual reports before, like going into Facebook and taking screenshots and going into Instagram and taking screenshots and putting it together in a PDF. And it was too much work. Yeah. Um, so, with social report, I literally could just export. A report that says, you know, pull the data from this day to this day. Here's all the things I want to include and then send it to my clients. So it made it a whole lot easier for me to do reports for clients, just have everything all in one report and I didn't have to manually put it all together. Oh yeah, no. And I bet you it's prettier too. Cause a lot of the time, like those screenshots from like all the different platforms, it's like, you can't really make it look nice. <laughs> but you're yeah. just like, um, sorry, here's this like weird looking report and I have to resize all the stuff so it wouldn't fit together. But yeah, um, I'll have to, I'll have to look into that for sure. Um, so thanks for sharing that. And then lastly, who is your go-to business resource? Just someone that you are always like consuming their content that they share, stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, I have a few, but if I had to pick one, I would probably say Amy Porterfield. Um, I really like her vibe. Um, I've taken her list building course before, um, and I listen to pretty much all of her podcasts. I just like her honesty in marketing. Um, and so, yeah, that would be my go-to person. Yeah, I love Amy too. She's really great. I haven't taken any of her courses yet, but her podcast is super informative and she gives a lot of information away for free on there. So if you guys have not listened to it, it's called Online Marketing Made Easy. Um, you guys should go check that out because it's really good and you know it's very action-packed and it's not just like fluffy stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then just tell us where we can find you. So your website, your podcast, your social media channels, all that good stuff. Yeah. So um, the easiest way to kind of enter my world would be my free course. You can find it by going to onlinedrea.com slash free. It's just a social media starter course that really gets you going and also is really great uh, to kind of audit yourself if you're not sure if you're doing the right things. Uh, but then I'm, I'm on social everywhere at onlinedrea or my website is onlinedrea.com. Awesome. Yeah. I'll leave all the links in the show notes so everyone can go check you out. And thank you so much for being here today. I really enjoyed chatting with you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all the details from this episode by going to www.savvysocialhour.com slash episode 89. Make sure to join the Savvy Social Media Community Facebook group for daily prompts, updates on the podcast, and more. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. You can find us on the web at www.savvysocialhour.com. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Savvy Social Hour and like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash Savvy Social Hour. New episodes will be released every single Tuesday and Thursday. See you next time.